Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. 
to the Rory Sodder Show. What a great song that was. The Who, gotta love them. Amazing, classic. Um, great to be back with you. It's Tuesday, happy Tuesday evening, everybody. Um, I was I last recorded on Sunday, so just a few days ago. Um, but a lot has happened in a few days. Eh, that's for damn sure. Um, so much going on. Uh, so much to discuss, so much to get to. Um, I do want to um, uh, go over a few things uh, before I get to my news headlines. Uh, we have a big show tonight, actually a huge show. Um, we have the leader of Blacks for Trump uh, calling in, um, which is huge, right? I um, I met him um, at a Trump rally uh, back in August, and um, he um, him and I uh, got along really well, and uh, I um, yeah I'm glad to have him on the show. You know, I, there's a lot I want to discuss with him. Uh, he's been a huge uh, part of the um, the movement uh, from day one. Uh, he was a Trump supporter. Uh, very loyal. Um, so we're very excited to talk to him. Um, 
We also have the famous Henry Davis calling in. Uh, you, you all know Henry Davis. He makes those uh, YouTube videos that get mil- gets millions of views. Uh, he's a very um, he's a very big Trump supporter, um, and he and he's he's uh, was one of the first black Trump supporters as well. So we're very excited to talk to him. Uh, always, always great to get his insight and love his humor. Will Johnson is also uh, going to be calling in uh, tonight. Uh, Will Johnson uh, is from Unite America First. Uh, he's got a great organization. He's a great uh, political activist. Uh, he has a lot of great stuff going on. So we're, we're going to be talking to him. We'll be talking to Stephen, Steve Emery uh, from uh, uh, the moderator from Bikers for Trump, which we're very excited about. Steve calls in quite a bit. He's always got great insight and lots of good stuff to say. We'll be talking to uh, Director Gianni Rodriguez-Perez. We'll be calling in. Uh, we now have Mike Zolo on the line. Mike, Mike Zolo, what's going on, my friend? What's up, Rory? What's going on, Patriot? How are you? Uh, doing well, buddy. Um, Mike, you called it a great time because now we have the leader of Blacks for Trump on the line. We're Hello. Oh, I love uh, that guy. What's up, Rory man? Show. How, how y'all doing? Oh, we're doing, doing we're doing man. well, man. It's so good to hear from you. Um, everybody, listeners, you uh, this, this is the leader of Blacks for Trump. Uh, he was one of the very first, uh, you know, Trump Black Trump supporters, and uh, you know he's been a loyal uh, patriot and Trump supporter since day one, and he's been a a huge part of the movement and. Uh, we appreciate, uh, you know, his service. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Um, we're working hard. We've got to make sure uh, uh, helping Trump get in in the beginning just stops the bleeding. But right now, you got to convince the rest of our good white Republican conservative and church-going and God-believing Republicans to get out and vote because you make up 74% of the electorate, their only game is to separate us. And all I did, according to Mr. Trump, the president himself, then we just, what we really did is just gave our brothers and sisters who are the white Gentiles the, the great feeling of understanding that they don't have to continue to apologize uh, for slavery and all of that. All they have to do now is just get out and vote and make America great so that black people and white people can join together in unions, you know, have the great American dream come true. So all we did was give white people permission to just forget about all of that stupidity and all the game they use to divide us. Because that's the only way they, they, they can win is to, to divide and conquer our vote. And so... The black man cannot help with our votes because we make up so few of the population of this country that the only thing we did, which was a blessing, was stand beside him and show black and white men in unity. And all I represented was being a real black man because even that night when I was in Arizona, um, they had, Con- not Condoleezza, right? they had uh, Alveda That's King, when I met you in Arizona. Uh, Huh? Yes, sir. I know. I, I met that. you here in Arizona. Just, yeah, that was a 
That was the night that they were supposed to destroy Trump because he's he's supposed to be an actual racist because he said something about there were good people on on the uh, the what do you call those the Antifa side and there were good people on the KKK side. Now he was actually right because I was at that event and on the side where the Nazis and the KKK were behind them were people who believed in you know, uh, federalism and people who were Tea Partiers. And I was on that side, and we were peaceful. We had no intention of fighting. And on the other side, you had Antifa, and he was right. There were people behind there who were behind him, didn't have on helmets. They weren't out there to fight. They were out there to make a good, uh, just to make a statement. The other nuts were fighting. And so Trump makes that statement, so now he's supposed to be a racist. So now if he's he's a racist, you got to remember, I was the first guy to sing in front of him and when he first announced he was going to run in 2011. And I brought my band out there with Tito Puente Jr. and, and the, one of the girls from the Supremes, and I had a whole band, and I sang, and I endorsed him right there in 2011. Now, he didn't run then, but I was the first person to endorse him especially in public, and it was in front of about 11,000 people in Boca Raton, Florida, April 16, 2011. So I've been following him and helping him and standing behind him all of that time in about 72 cities we were standing behind him. So it was imperative for me to be with him on the night that they were going to try to destroy him because if he's a racist, then I'm an Uncle Tom. And I know damn well I wasn't going to let that happen. So I was like the ancient lion standing outside early that morning at 7.30. I flew in at 7.30 that morning. And I walked, when I came in, CNN walked over to me and said, I know you can't stand with Trump now. He's a real racist. And I said, and all I said to him was, go to H-E-2-2-6. And I left him. And they were like, in shock. And I walked right up on the stage in the Secret Service. So what do you want to do, Michael? You want to? Are you coming on stage? I said, yes, I'm going on stage. What the hell? You think I'm up here? You think I flew from Miami over here to not go stand with my brother? And I went and stood behind him. And uh, when I was standing there, when he first, Conley, not Conley, I keep saying Conley, Alveda King and all of them came out and they, they introduced Trump. It was about four very famous, prominent black people. And there was a lady sitting right beside me that was black. And a lady sitting on the corner that was black and two black kids above me that was black and was like 27 black people in the audience. I counted them, but they all sat on the side because they were scared to be seen. And so I made sure I was right in camera sight. And when Trump came out, when he saw me, he pointed at me and like gave a, 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 a black crown fist. And, oh, man, he was so happy and I was so happy. And then he made a signal like he wanted me to, he was like, where's the sign? I wasn't going to show the sign at first because they were telling me, oh, he don't want no signs and all that. So he made the signal. I showed the sign. He gave the thumbs up, and I held it up from then. But after all of that, they said I was the only black person in the audience. <laughs> Those people are crazy. So um, even though all of the black people were there, they said I was the only black guy at the whole event. And tried to make me look like a coon and a and a nut for standing with my brother, President Trump, who put his life on the line 
And if he's going to put his life online, we have, we all have, we should all have it in our heart to put our lives on the line with him because he's fighting for our freedom and he gave up his life, his opulent life that he could have lived. And he's now fighting for us and we have to stand with him, especially now we got to make sure because if we don't go out there and vote for him and get him in during the uh, next election, not him. But we don't get some congressmen and senators who are not those uh, rhinos that's in the Senate right now. It's about, it's about nine of them that vote against all of his policies. We need to put remove some of them and replace some of the Democrats with some real conservatives so his policies can get through. Otherwise, if they win the Congress and the Senate, which is what they're trying to do, they're going to impeach him. They're going to kill me. And they're going to completely destroy the country. So all to all of my white Republican brothers and all of my never Trumpsters and all of my independents and all of my um, millennials, get your behind out there and vote for Trump people that's going to back his policy. That's my opening statement. <laughs> Thank you right. for saying wow. that, man. Well done, man. Well fucking done. That was fucking awesome. That was great. Well, I have I have to say something real quick. Thank you yes, so sir. much for saying for saying that about you know white people about slavery. You know it's over. Let's come together as a country, support Donald Trump, and make America great again. And you know it's not just black people. It's white liberals that keep this racial division going on in our country, and it's poisoning our country. You know, slavery right. and segregation. It's over. It's done. There are racial there are racists in every race. But I appreciate what you said about, you know, white people. We all need to come together and, and let you know it's done. Slavery's over. We live in the same country and let's make it great again, man. Thank you for that. You're welcome, sir, because that those are the facts. Because this is this um I know that President Trump is the biblical Cyrus. Um that because I was walking down Broadway a long time ago with Yahweh Ben Yahweh, who was my teacher, who was the first man to tell me that white Republicans are. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, sir. Who's on the line? This is this is Michael. Yeah, Steve Emery, Michael, Michael, the black Michael man. Just came on. Okay, hold on one second, guys. A three one four number okay. just called in. Who is this calling right now? Hey, what's up, Rory? What's up, Rory? This your man, Henry Davis from St. Louis. What's happening, brother? Henry Davis, we love you, man. You're a fucking icon, <laughs> brother. You're an icon. We love you, man. <laughs> Everybody here knows who Henry Davis is. Everybody. Yo, Henry's well, the I man. Just, <laughs> I was just sitting up enjoying the, enjoying the uh, conversation you were having with the brother uh, talking about uh, uh, Donald Trump. I'm sorry, brother, I didn't catch your name. Can you please tell me your name? He's the well, on the radio. Trump. <laughs> yeah, on the radio, they call me Michael the Black Man. The Black Republican <laughs> speak. That's what they call <laughs> Okay, Michael. Well, I, Mike. I was just sitting here. I was just sitting here enjoying y'all conversation. I say, hell, I don't need to talk. I'm enjoying what this brother is saying. But uh, while, while I got a few minutes, I just want to say uh, uh, a few things real quick because y'all know I'm a truck driver and I have to get up very, very early. And I appreciate the opportunity to share uh, a, a moment with you all. First of Absolutely. all, brother, before 
before I go even further, I just would like to uh, uh, say that I am very, very uh, inspired by you. I'm very proud of what you are doing, uh, you know, and showing that we folk of color, we black people, we brown-skinned folk, we, there are some of us out here that truly, truly support our president, Donald Trump, and what he is doing. So I just want to say thank you, and I commend you for that. Well, thank you, sir. And, and back well, at you, because I heard well, a lot sir. about you, too. So mm-hmm. back at you for sure, because it takes a lot of nerve to stand up. And it really don't take me no nerve, because just, it's just the right thing to do. Because I, I've been doing it since uh, 97. I, 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 I even helped Bush get in. I sang at his inauguration. I sang at uh, okay. some of the guys that disappointed me, like um, okay. Guys okay. the, the Cuban guy. I, I okay. supported well, him. I helped Everybody run for president. I helped all, Governor Rick okay. Scott. I sing his inauguration. But yes, sir. Well, well, what I would like to do, what I would like to do, on Roy. Now, Roy. Now, I'm I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna go. You know me. I'm spontaneous. I'm feeling something right here with with this show tonight. I am putting out right now a personal invitation for you, my brother. And all of your constituents, all of your followers, to join me and the Daddy Patriot Alliance for the Daddy of All Rallies, September yeah. 8th, St. Louis, I mean, not St. Louis, Belleville. It's only 15 minutes from downtown St. Louis. Belleville, <laughs> Illinois, okay. at the St. Clair County. Uh, 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 event center. Now, now, listen to me very carefully, my brother. I want you to sing. I want you to get up there and do a speech. I want you to have your way because we are going to make America. We already got them. Donald Trump has already made America great again, but we're going to make America godly again. So when yes, we sir. get off of this broadcast, b- before I get off into what I really want to say, when we get off it, when we get off this broadcast, I would like Rory, if you would please, uh, give that brother my my personal home phone number, so that he can call yep. me and we can work out the details to get. See, see, look at you, Rory. You bringing folks together, boy. I tell you, you doing your thing. But uh, <laughs> give him my personal phone number so that he can contact me personally one-on-one and we can work out the specifics for him to speak, for him to sing, for him to do whatever he want to do at the Daddy of All Rallies. Now, okay. I, I want to yeah, say okay, I'm now go, I I'm say going. So Rory's going to be there. Right, Rory's yep. going to be there. Rory's going to be there, and I would love to have Black for Trump uh, uh, represented, uh, uh, you know, all you and your people, Y'all come on out. We're going to have a banquet-style dinner. It's going to be a debate. And, and I, I, I want to touch on what you said because I don't have too much time, y'all, so just give me a couple minutes. Uh, I want to touch on what you said about how we got to get out here and vote uh, for these different folks. Today was some elections. There were some special elections today. And tomorrow from the uh, Missouri Truckers uh, uh, Midwest, not Missouri, Midwest Truckers Association show, I will be I will be in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, tomorrow, and we're going to start to announce these all of these politicians that are going to be debating at the Daddy of All Rallies. Oh yeah, we're going to have people that are running for office uh, in November 
to debate at the daddy of all rallies. We're going to announce who won, who lost, and whatever. So, my brother, this is a very, very big thing. And then finally, and then finally, I want to give a shout-out to Will Johnson. Will Johnson is 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 a is a is a hardcore patriot. Will Johnson is out in the streets. I can't do it. I'm not built for it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna be out. You know, because uh, uh, I'm going to jail. Somebody hit me. Somebody touched me. I'm going to jail. But I just want to give a special shout out to Will Johnson. I'm telling you, somebody touched me. Somebody knocked my scarf off my head. Brother, I'm looking for bond money. I'm going to jail. So I ain't built for that. So shout out to Will Johnson and vote in his movement. <laughs> vote them, capital D-E-M, vote them out. Shout out to Will Johnson. Now, finally, hey, hey, I just want to hey, say. Henry, 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 just to let yeah. you know real quick, Will Johnson is not is not on the line yet. He's going to call in in like a half hour. Well, then that's fine. So just let them know I gave him a shout-out. Now, finally, okay. Rory, don't forget to give, yeah. give my brother my number, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk, you know, later on or tomorrow whenever he gets a chance to call me. But finally, I just want to yeah. say that I am so, so happy uh, 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 for you, Rory, and what you are doing and your movement. This is a big, big deal that we got going on. We are bringing – I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, independent. September the 8th, we bringing everybody together. We're going to make America godly again. You can't have America great again unless you got God in it. And with that, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the, you know, the chance to be my friend, Rory. I love you, brother. And, you know, you keep in touch with me. I'm sorry I can't stay too much longer, but... I got to get me a shower, and I got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and head to Kentucky for the Mid America Trucking Show, and I'm going live, and I'm going to be talking about what we're going to be doing with the Patriot brand and all of that. All right? All right. I'm oh, right. Henry. Thank you, Henry. Okay, my brother. Okay, my brother. Right, looking right. forward to hearing from you very soon. Rory, give him my number. You got my home number. Give him my number so me and him can talk, and I'll talk to you. Now, next time when we, we on, I'll have a little bit more time, okay? I promise you. But right now, I'm going to take Thank me a you, shower, man. get me something to eat, and go to bed. I love y'all. Make America godly again. Love. And go Trump. Trump. Oh, yeah. Man. Go Trump. Trump. Be safe, Henry. Drive safe, brother. Cheers. All righty. <clears throat> So, so guys, real quick, I just want to pause real quick and say to all of my listeners, uh, if whenever you have time, visit the Donald J Trump Store.com. Again, that's the Donald J Trump Store.com. We have so many, so much great uh, merchandise and apparel. President Trump, very creative T-shirts, very unique products. I think you all will love it. Be sure to check it out. Another thing you, my listeners need to check out is Making Christianity Great Again. Again, that's Making Christianity Great Again. And there is a bunch of President Trump religious-oriented theme uh, apparel, uh, merchandise, very creative and unique stuff. I think you all will enjoy it. Take a look. Much love. 
Um, let's get back to what we were talking about, though. Uh, I want to thank Henry uh, Davis for calling in. Great friend, great man. Got, got great insight, great humor. Uh, he's great in every way. I mean, we, we, we love him. Um, so awesome talking to him. I want to make sure I have everybody on the line right now. Uh, I have I have somebody calling. Uh, give me one second. So I have Renee. Are you on the line? Yeah, my little estrogen is here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Zolo, are you on the line? What's up, brother? Jordan, are you on the line? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Steve, are you on the line? Uh, I'm on the line, my patriot brother. So who's 786? Oh, oh, who's the leader? The leader of Black for Trump. I'm making sure. What's up, man? You still on the line? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm still here. It's Maurice. It's Maurice, right? Well, on the radio, I'm Michael the Black Man. Just Michael is good. I really like, I like Michael. <laughs> okay. Hey, Michael, we have a call coming in. Hold, hold on, guys. We have a call coming in. Let's see who this is. Hello, you're on the Rory Sauter Show. Who is this? Hello, it's Suzette. <laughs> oh, hello. How are you? Hello. So we have... Okay, so we have more people on the line. Great. Jesus. Um, so, Michael. Okay, Michael, give back to what you were saying um, about um, – you, you were ta- – just talk about, Michael, how the whole Blacks for Trump thing started. Um, you know, give me some – just give me some details on, uh, you know, what brought it up. Obviously, we know you're a big Trump supporter. Um, and you know, you've been, you've been, you know, you've been a big political activist and a big effect in this, uh, you know, election cycle. So, uh, you know, just give us some background, background, like, you know, some of the stuff you, you how it all started, just how you, you know, just that kind of stuff. Well, it it started in around 1997 when I, um, okay. So you've been in politics for a long time then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've I've been in there for a long time. Uh, see, when I was with Yahweh Ben Yahweh, he only helped Republicans. He stopped me from being a radical, and he showed me that white Gentiles are my blood brothers, and I'm supposed to fight for them because they fought to free us in the Civil War. And because of that, and when I found out Abraham Lincoln fought to free me that, and that he was a Republican, that was the end for the Democrats completely. And uh, so we yeah. now he helped only, he only helped three Repub- I mean three Republicans. He never helped the Democrat. He helped Arthur Tilly, Victor DeUri and and and, and um uh, Mayor Xavier Suarez. And so they had to destroy him. So I went on to carry out his legacy and I helped all Republicans run for office. So, you know, I was the one that stood up against Obama in 2008 when he first ran for office. Those black guys that, that booed him at the University of Miami, that was us. And before that, we were yeah. the black guys that, that booed Jesse Jackson off the stage when he was trying to count the chads against Bush and was supporting Gore. And I asked him, how can he support Gore when Gore was just on TV with the NAACP and I had the tape in my hand 
And I had just passed out a bunch of flyers to 5,000 black people out there in front of all these cameras and said, why don't you support Gore when he, he donates $40 a year to the Ku Klux Klan? And he admitted that to you and the NAACP, and we booed him completely off the stage. And that was in 2001. And, and, and then we ran Al Gore for South Beach. We, we, we were very active in showing Democrats especially and so when we booed Obama, that's when they shot me. You know, they came two weeks later and shot me in the back of the head with an AR-15 and, and shot my foot. They were trying to assassinate me because, you know, they guys said, this, this is the Negro. He didn't use the word Negro. He said the other word, but that's against Obama right here. They, they found a shoot and I grabbed the gun. You know, it was a little, little tussle, but I had a police officer on the bus with me and a few other brothers that was on there that they had guns too because we had kids and women on that bus and they got out and shot them. We went to, we, we took, they went to court and we, they went to jail. One, the guy that got shot went to jail for, I think, was it 60 years? He got 60 years for trying to uh, murder us just because we got rights like everybody else to speak against Obama. I guess you, if you're black enough, you don't have the right to speak against the guy, but I disagree with that. To me, he's a, a Sambo sellout. So, I stood against Obama, and then every Republican that ran for office, from Rick Scott, Jeb Bush, President Bush, even though I'm, I'm disappointed in how they're treating our president right now, but while they were running then, I helped them, and I sang for them, and had my band out there, and I paid for everything. I never took 14 cents from nobody, and we used to take, we would take 100 black people to certain events, and, 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 and just help, and just be there. Romney wouldn't even let us stand behind him. I had, we had 23 brothers and went to 13 states following this guy with T-shirts saying Republicans are not racist, and he wouldn't let us stand behind him one time. And he told me he didn't need that. He lost. McCain, when I went to McCain, when he was running, he told me he don't want us black boys behind him or with him. Uh, yeah, that was in, in New York. And I was like, wow, he actually said something like that. And so that's why I know he's a he's a, a sellout to the Republican Party, and he's a he's destructive to the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. That's why when President Trump asked the question, and he, he he's, a a said, he's a traitor. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. He's a fucking yeah. He a, is a, a fucking traitor. And he's, he's a not a war hero. Uh, he's a pussy. Been a traitor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you saying the wrong bird and that's why I, I got loud on McCain when Trump said, I'm not going to say which one of these guys in Arizona that's in the Senate that's, against, that's going against me and my policies. And I'm the one that was in the back standing right behind him said, John McCain. And the audience started laughing. And Trump said, that's not me talking. And he pointed back at me and everybody started cracking up. That's why I put him <laughs> out like that. Of course, he hates my guts and I really don't care because I despise him. Because he's a sellout to our people, and he called me a little black boy. So I know if, if oh. other people weren't around, he he probably would have said something else. But anyway, yeah, that's that's who John McCain is. And I'll tell him to his face. He'll remember me as soon as he sees me. Because every time he does see me, he goes away fast. He walks fast. Cause, you know, anyway, he's a sellout. So that's call my background. Huh? Just call him Jimmy. <laughs> well, his, yeah, his I said, I call John McCain Hippie. 
Well, Dude, guys, just, at that time, at the, I mean, at the time of the 2008 election, I was not old enough to vote, but I probably would not have voted at all at that time, though. Yeah, just well, now knowing what John, Obama. I mean, just McCain knowing was, like. The, John McCain was a is a horrible person. So I, I, he I'm, is. I'm man. glad to realize you got rhinos in the Republican Party. We got to get them out of Trump's way. We got to help Trump. The man has put his life. Yo, on Michael. The so, Michael the black yes, man. Michael the black man. I got. I got to say something real quick, man. As as horrible yes, and ter- and terrible and rude as it sounds, the the amount of damage that McCain has done to people's lives, he deserves to die from brain cancer. He's done so much damage. Wow. And and hey, <laughs> you know that's a and big that thing. That guy out a lot of them. He's traded. He's traded our our mission itineraries in Vietnam. He's killed. He's people are dead because of McCain. He's a certified traitor. Think about it. McCain in Vietnam gave up the position of captured American, and they died as a result of it. McCain is a traitor, and he's been a traitor since Vietnam. And he's a killer. That's no different. That's no fucking different than a murderer. Right. That's right. So he's getting his death reward. Yeah, and for him, he gave away a lot of our. He gave away a lot he, of yeah, air raid I mean, missions yeah. too. That compromised I mean, our mission yeah. from Vietnam. I mean, he's and essentially. He I mean, got, I mean, yeah. I mean, guys, I live here like in Berkeley, California. So, who's representing Jordan, you're me a, now? Jordan, this is, is you, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is me. But Liberal, what I was getting yeah, ready to Jordan, say is, Jordan's a, yeah, Jordan's a conservative, and he lives in Berkeley, which is very liberal central. Uh, tell us, Jordan. We we I love this. I love these stories. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, of course, I mean, since I grew up here, like, my entire life, being for 25 years while being 25 myself, yes, I yeah. definitely, you know, grew up very hyper-liberal and very hyper-left-wing at the time, and even just as up a, as, like, a couple years ago, yes, when Trump ran, everybody was running around here with their resist signs, with their anti-Trump signs, with counting around their anti-Trump rhetoric, saying that he's, a, he's the worst man of ice, he's the devil in chief, he's a monster, he's a racist, a bigot, lottie, lottie, da. Of course. Yeah, I mean, of course, I fell, I fell for all that, of course. But you know what? Just over the course of a period of time, I managed to red pill myself and just break out of that hyper-left-wing liberal bubble. But God bless your soul, baby. For, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But what I was getting ready to say in regards to John McCain is that, okay, so Nancy Pelosi just pretty much lives right across the bay from me in Marin County, so I guess she supposedly represents me. But John McCain is pretty much the male version of Nancy Pelosi. Both of them are pro-DACA, they're pro-amnesty, and they're pro-open border policies, and they're pro and they're yep. pro bringing in third-worlders who are going to pretty much do nothing but vote against our interests and try to just undermine and subvert our constitutional republic and then just try to pretty much have make the left maintain its political power and influence. That's essentially the agenda that, that the traitorous McCain is behind, who is a fake war hero, by the way. Treasonous. Treasonous. Let's not forget, though. Let's not forget – 
John McCain does not belong in the Republican Party. He's a Democrat. He, I mean, he's the biggest rhino of them all. Right. He's the biggest. He's the most. Yeah. He's one of the most horrible things that we have ever had to experience in the guise of being an upright, honorable Republican. He's an absolute sellout, and he's as, as evil as you get. He's like one of those people that say you, he wants you to pay taxes or pay fair taxes like uh, Hillary said. Because, you know, they're Cherokee Indians, and they don't have to pay tax. So, of course, you want us to pay tax so we can't compete with you. That was President Trump's problem in 1993. And, you know, I'm not against uh, Cherokees. I'm just for us having equal rights with them because not white people are, are in as much pain who are, who are Gentiles as black people. They, they call you deplorable. And um, That's right. Robert Robert Bird actually said this word. I know that you guys can't use that word, but I can. He said, "Yeah, there's a lot of white nigs in in the world. I know a lot of white nigs." Now he made that statement. That was his way of calling you deplorable because me and you are the same. We we are all God's children. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth is the father of all the white European Gentiles, and Shem is me, the black man. And I know that we are the two brethren that are supposed to stand and fight together. And I know that President Trump is Cyrus, a direct descendant of Japheth, and Cyrus is our person that's going to deliver us from this Babylonian hell that we're in where they're overtaxing us. And uh, over-regulating us And they're doing the same thing Egyptians are doing Taking away as much straw Which is money As they can To make sure that the only thing you can do Is buy, pay for food, clothing, and shelter Thereby enslaving you And making turn into, turning us into bondmen So Trump By taking away regulation By taking away all these high taxes by taking away all these burdens, he just announced the Emancipation Proclamation for black people and white people. So as long as the black man and the white man stand together, nobody can whoop us. While we were in Vietnam, while the black man and the white man was in unity, they had to run. It's when the black man you hit, you hit the nail on the head, Michael. That's exactly yeah. what's going on. It's the socialist yeah, agenda, I mean, and you explained it perfectly. Uh, you know, get everybody dependent on government. And there's another thing about John McCain I think all you listeners out there need to know about. This is Steve Emery from Arizona with Bikers for Trump. Roy, thank you for letting me be on your show. Hey, how you Great doing? lineup. Great lineup tonight. Hey, here's another thing hey, about John McCain. Welcome. You got to know that John McCain followed the footsteps of Hillary by uh, establishing what's called the McCain Institute. What he's doing with the McCain Institute, which is just like the Clinton Foundation, is he's getting all millions and millions of dollars in dark money, just like Hillary's doing, uh, pay-for-play stuff, and nobody's talking about it. It's called the McCain Institute. Wow. It's identical to the Clinton Foundation. Well, here's another thing. Another thing is John McCain received massive amounts of money from George Soros. And it's yeah, not a the McCain, McCain Institute. Yeah, the McCain Institute mm-hmm. is where it went. Yeah, right. 
Right on. Exactly, Steve. Wow. And another thing that people need to realize is it's not John McCain is, is bad and he is probably the worst, but go down the list. Jeff Lake, Lindsey Graham, right. Susan Collins, yeah. Lisa Murkowski. I mean, there are they Trump is surrounded it's, by these people. Right. It's that right. you know oh. and Chuck Schumer too. Oh, oh, oh he's all right. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Hell, Jeff, Jeff Sessions. He's a stuff. Rosenstein. <laughs> oh, my God. Bob Rosenstein. Oh, God, please. <laughs> as long as we stand in unity, nobody can whoop us. It's impossible. I don't mm-hmm. see no other nation of people on that basketball court or that football field as the black man and the white man. And that's what their fallacy was. All it took was for us to stand on their faces, especially while bikers for Trump was up there because those are our warriors. That's who they fear. And that's why they're trying to take the guns out of our, our 18 to 21-year-old brothers and sisters because in, in Numbers 145, God said that we're supposed to make sure that our children who are between the ages of 19 and 20 join the military because they are our strongest warriors. So they're trying to make sure our strongest warriors are without weapons, and they're putting all of our brothers who are bikers and the ones that are, will, will whoop your behind, and they're putting them in jail for all of the laws that they say they're breaking that they do. They put them in jail for selling drugs, but then they sell opioids right in Walgreens. It's the most insane thing, and what we have to do is make sure that we are free to, to be able to fight and make sure we keep our gun rights, and we got to make sure, because they're going to have a big rally for all these kids. And I'm here to testify that as a black man, they had a, a guy walks up on me with an AR-15 while we was getting on the bus with kids and women in the bus. We were getting ready to go stand against Obama in Alabama. And the guy runs up to us with an AR-15 with four other guys. And they're shooting at They started shooting at us. I grabbed the gun. And one of my other guys got off and shot him. When I, when I bit the guy and took the gun, he was shooting it between my legs. My hand melted to the gun. My foot got, my shoe got shot off. And then I got the gun and ran. And they were shooting at us, but they kept shooting because he was shooting back at them. There were two of them, my brothers shooting back at them with pistols. So they behind us with AR-15. When my nephew, my, I mean my cousin, got the AR-15 from that guy, he turned around and started shooting at them. And they ran. Why? Because he had a matching weapon. Like, you know, like um, the, the Second Amendment said we're supposed to have matching weapons so that we can defend ourselves in case the government goes crazy on us and try to be tyrants or anybody from any foreign entity. So Correct. they want to take the AR-15s out of our hands so we won't have matching weapons, and they want to make sure our exactly. warriors. And that's a great point, come- Michael. 18 to 21-year-old, those are our fighting military-age boys, man. And you've got a great right. point about why they're trying to disarm them. They've yep. got to disarm them. You can't feel safe coming into America with a bunch of 18-year-old to 21-year-old guys that might have a gun. Because they're going to whoop you. They, they can outrun you. They can outjump you. They can hide. They can do everything. So they they want to have sex the next night with their girlfriend. So you great point, Michael. Great point. You understand? So we got to make sure everybody knows that they're trying to disarm our 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 militia. Because that's what makes up the militia. 
is the is the young brothers that don't necessarily join the military, but you can have a militia outside of the military. They're trying to disarm the the, the fighting strength of our militia. You understand? Then our daughters are free to be kidnapped and 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 killed. So that's what they're doing all across the country, and and we don't even know it. White women. And black women are being murdered all over the country, and nobody knows. I mean, y'all go to God2.com, and you'll be able to see that they're literally hunting our women down, mostly for their placenta. And they're like, what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. I know it sounds crazy right now, but just go look at God, the number two, God.com. We have to protect our sisters because what they're doing right now, they're kidnapping them. Black women and white women are extremely vulnerable, and our Latin women. Not the MS-13, because they're part of the ones that are hunting us like that. But we have to make sure we keep our gun right. And I'm going to go out on a, on, a, on, a, on a raid, and I'm going to be speaking at, at certain events to let everybody know what I've gone through. Because I have, I have been, my, some guys came in the back of my yard after I stood up against Obama, and they were climbing on the back of my yacht. And I saw them, and I ran out, I walked outside to see what they were doing. And when I got out there, it was a guy climbing up on my dock, and he had a gun, and he shot at me. I fell back and shot at him. Then he shot at me again. Then he kept shooting me. I tried to shoot back my, my gun jam. One of my brothers runs out the house. He has an AK-47. He started shooting in the ass. The guy that was shooting at me, because even though I had a gun like he had a gun, he broke, almost broke his leg trying to jump the fence to get, get out of the way because he heard that very loud gun going off. And that's the gun they want to take out of our hands. The two guys on the boat jumped in the water and swam away. Amazing. And they, but they want to take away our, our way to protect ourselves. Now, that was, now, I've been done like that quite a few times because I have been helping Republicans, and it's incredible how I'm always in a position where they're trying to Somehow assassinate. <laughs> so I want y'all to know that we have to get the word out that they cannot be allowed to take our um, gun rights at all. We don't want. I, I have to get the president Trump. I don't want. I got to make sure he understands. We don't want them to take it away from our 18 year olds, and we definitely don't want him to um, ban the AR-15 because they, if they know they you got pistols, they're not afraid to fight that. I'm Michael, Mike, Michael, yes, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're in Florida, correct? I'm in Miami, yes, sir, Florida, Miami, Florida. Okay, so that's why you're mentioning it, because Florida just passed that, put that new gun law into place where at least 21 uh, to own a firearm, and that's what you're saying with right. the 18-year-old, right? That's what you're worried about. Right, right. I'm very right. worried about that because I, we got all these colleges down here so that means they're going to know that most of the people on that campus are going to be without a gun. So that means they can go in there and freely shoot us up. Now, President Trump came up with the best idea in the world. Let some of the teachers or let the teachers have guns. Nobody knows how many of them it is in there. They're not coming in there when they know you can shoot back. That's why I love Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp realized that he could shoot just as good as those Southern Confederate cowboys that was coming in and taking everybody's cows, and he realized he couldn't do no business and make the money if, 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 if we got these fools out there just taking everything from you. So he said, give me a badge and a gun. And he went out there and shot the hell out of them and hung them for stealing the horses and the cow. And guess what? 
everybody to do business because. Well, that's exactly why gun, Joe Biden created the gun-free zones, soft targets. Right. So they can know what they're doing. They can pillage they know the exactly white man what they're and doing. the black man. Yeah, they're pillaging the white man and the black man. They're pillaging the white man and the black man. They're killing us. And we don't know it. Their only trick is to divide the black man from the white man so they can feel free to come in and kill us. That's why they were so afraid when they saw me standing on stage with President Trump. Because I'm saying, and Jesse was standing right just to my right, bikers for Trump. And, you know, that's, you know what kind of view that is? You see a biker from Trump and you see black for Trump, and then you see President Trump. That's pure unity, black and white. Can't whoop that that unity. Period. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They want to leave us unarmed and helpless. Period. Defenseless. Soft targets. Soft targets. That's right. right. Well, we're not going to be just soft like, targets. Just like how yeah. Hillary Clinton left our people in Benghazi, helpless and alone. That's how. That's what the Democrats always do because they're like cannibals. They, they want to be able to eat, so I'm not going to be dinner for them. What we're going to do is if you come on in on us, we're going to be able to shoot the hell out of you back. That will solve that problem. So Absolutely. I, I told you in Luke 22, 36, God, Jesus himself said, carry your sword. And Matthew 10, 34, Jesus himself said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. So Matthew 5, 48 says, be like Jesus. Be like God. If God says carry your sword, what in the hell are you doing talking about don't carry my weapon? You want to call it a weapon of mass destruction? A sword is a weapon of mass destruction because if you go into a building with 30 people in there and they don't have a sword and you do, you can kill all of them if they can't get out of there in time. So that's a weapon of mass destruction. Jesus said carry it. So don't try to keep me from carrying what God said carry. <laughs> You're damn, damn right. I mean, they're just trying to just totally just destroy our cultural foundation though because look we've always been like a very pro-gun culture it's just a important like you know tradition that it's just kind of worth continuing and conserving though but why is it that they want us to just all become unarmed and disarmed like how people in in britain or germany or much of western europe is they want us to become they exactly want to kind of like that. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically kind of like NWO, part of the plan of. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just instead of like, they're, they're, yeah, they're just pretty much trying to transform this lovely, amazing constitutional republic that we are in into a freaking communist totalitarian bullshit state, though. I'm like, yep. where we, I, where that's, we that's only why worry I'm about transgenderism and gay rights <laughs> and liberal yep. bullshit. Yeah, and, and not only that, but <laughs> I don't know. They're starting to add, like, more and more, like, letters to it. So I'm like, is it LGBTQIA, the square root of a million people? I'm like, when is that going to stop, though? <laughs> and why is this going to be shoved down our throats, though? I don't get it, though. Okay, LGBT, I'm fine with that, but now you're going to off and go off and say LGBTQIPP square root of a gazillion people. Like, I, give me a fucking break. <laughs> but here's the way. Don't forget the P they added. Don't forget the P. They're teaching this to our children. They're teaching this to our kindergartners. They're yeah, they're trying to normalize this shit. Exactly. Um, the left first destroys of all, I mean, everything uh, yeah. that is good, man. 
I mean, first God and foremost, and guns. That's what, what, what they're trying to remove, God and guns. That's what the founders exactly. based this country on. Absolutely. I mean, this, our schools have totally been – every single school in America, high school, elementary school, college, it doesn't matter. God, patriotism, Americanism. Not allowed. It's not allowed. It, it is – it has – exactly. It has all been removed. And it has been replaced with an anti-God, anti-American, communist, left-wing agenda. And that's why kids today are so screwed up, in my opinion. Absolutely. And not only that, but it's it, it, it even a hell of a lot more than that. Just also the widespread fem- feminism, the whole oh, sexual revolution, the whole people wanting to continue the whole crazy sexual revolution of the movement continuing to uphold the welfare state, which, I mean, going back to Michael's point, which is did nothing but kind of devastated, like, black communities all around, took the fathers out of the home to the point where fatherlessness just fucking skyrocketed in the um, black community, and just, just a whole bunch of other very... And just like, yeah, exactly, 70, 73 to 77% of, yes, of black kids are born without a father, though, and that also does nothing but leads them into a life of crime. And, uh, and you, yeah, you guys got to hear, you guys got to hear this real quick. So, you know, people are fucking, people are bitching about the way the gun, uh, the, the gun regulations are right now, but there's a new report today, out today, uh, saying how easy it was it was way easier under Obama for fugitives to get their hands on guns. There were 500,000 people with open arrest warrants that without any, yep. Yep. Without any red flags raised on their background checks. They were removed right. and you know from what the I database. Wanna, I want to add to that. I want, I want to add they were to that. They removed from the database under Obama. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I wouldn't be surprised Aaron. by that. I mean, if he, if, yeah, exactly. I Aaron. mean, if he can do something, like, go on. I want to say something. Arabs, East Indians, Pakistanis are over here under the most favorable immigrant act. They are unregulated. Now, that was passed down from Alexander the Great. People don't realize that's why 80, almost 87% of all the business in America are owned by them. They don't have regulations. They're not taxed, and they can have guns without licenses. And they're they so they're going to leave them fully armed. And then you got MS-13 who's going to come in here and not keep the law after these nuts and open the borders on us. And then you got you got regular criminals that are not going to follow those rules while they got us regulated and keeping the rules so they can shoot us down. And I wanted to also say something about this feminist thing that they're going on with. They're using that as a way and an excuse to bypass the Constitution, the law, and even the Federalist Papers. And the Bible says you must have two witnesses to find anybody guilty of any sin, even if they did it, as Deuteronomy 19:15-21. Now, they're trying to make Trump guilty because some prostitute or whatever she is, a porn star, is trying to accuse him. And now, Revelation 12, 10 through 12 says, The accuser of the brethren will be cast down that accuses us before God and the people every day. And the reason they're going to be cast down, because everybody's going to come to their senses that in the Constitution, 
It mimics the Bible in Article 3, Section 3, Number 1. It says you must have two or three witnesses to find anybody guilty of any transgression in America or their confession. And then in Deuteronomy 22, Exodus 22, 10, it says if, if all the circumstances point to the fact that somebody is guilty of breaking the law and no man seen it, you must not consider it, saith the Lord. Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. And you've got to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So, and then when you go right into the federal papers, chapter 43, it actually says the reason why the founding father says you must have two witnesses is because people who don't like you might make up false evidence. So right now we're letting one woman come in and indict our president. I want my white brothers to grab their balls and stand up and be men and stop punking out to these people because you're embarrassing me. You've got all the power. You got the guns, you got the money, and you you're so apologetic to me. You're letting them whoop your ass. Stop apologizing right. to me and grab, gather your loins like a man and whoop their ass. I'm commanding you to whoop their ass and stop this crap. I hope y'all heard me out there in radio world. This is Michael the Black Man. Right. Oh yeah. Go, man. Oh, we did. Oh yeah, Michael. Hundreds of people are listening right now, Michael. They heard you loud and clear, buddy. Very well said. Perfectly said. Uh, you couldn't have said it any better. Couldn't have said it better. Remember, go well to, said, go Michael. To you're the bomb, And tell everybody to pass out and send it out everywhere, God2.com. You got to get this truth out. I don't, I don't want nothing but give me liberty. Say it again. Say it again. Death. Gods2.com. That's God. G O D S, the number two, dot com. Hmm. And my other statement was give me liberty or give them death. So when the black and the white. Yes, or give them death. (laughs) Them death. The time has come, Patriots. The time has come. Absolutely. When they see the the two brethren, this is Revelation 11, 18, 13, it says, when they see the two brethren stand together in unity, a great fear would fall upon them because they know that God is on his way to rule. How? Through the Constitution and through the Bible because the 613 laws are what James Madison was hired to transpose from the Bible into a piece of paper that he called civilization and the Constitution. He transposed the 613 laws and called it the Constitution. That's all he did because he can speak and read Hebrew. So he took the Hebrew 613 laws and made them the Constitution. That is what our civilization is. So, and, and in the Bible, it says in the beginning was the Word, John 1 and 1, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. And Proverbs 625 says the Word of the Lord is the law. So the law is God. So when they're worried about God, they're worried about us going back to the Constitution and standing yep. up by ourselves and whoop their natural ass. Because I'm tired <laughs> of them talking all of this crap to us. Like we're doing something wrong, they accuse us of what they are guilty of. They're the accusers of the brethren, but they they call Trump a racist, but Hillary actually acts out racism. She wears blackface. 
see pillars hanging, kill Gaddafi, everything a daggone dog can do to a person that's racist as hell is that heifer. And then they want to get in my face and they wonder why I'll be ready to fight when they go to me. And then why you with that white boy Trump? And that's what I said to, uh, I think it was JV on the red comment asking, why am I with that white boy Trump? I said, why are you with that white dog Hillary who just pillars hating me, bro? What the hell is wrong? Don't come in my face, that boy. You know, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't want no problem. Well, if you don't want a problem, don't come find one. Because when they find out from me, I'm a real black man. You can't, you know why they don't come talk crap to the bikers? Because they real white people. They will whoop your ass. That's why I love them, brother. And that's how I am. I don't want, don't come to me talking no trash off kilter because you're off. You're against, you're against Trump. And this man was, was honored by Jesse Jackson for helping to make, uh, give black people jobs for 30 years. He was honored by Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson for helping him to run for president with the Rainbow Coalition. He was honored by Russell Simmons for helping, um, what's the name of that? Def Jam. And without Def Jam, there would be no JV. And this Negro got the nerve to be talking to He wouldn't even exist without Trump. Huh? That's why now I'm talking to you, JV. I hope y'all put this on the radio so that Negro can hear it. Anyway, so I want y'all to know they're calling Trump a racist when this is the guy that helps black people. Hillary don't help no black people. He's a dog against black people. And that's yeah. why I'm going to keep talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me why I'm upset with her. I said, because you are the devil, serpent, Satan, and the dragon. And she ran her behind out of there. I don't want to. Okay, y'all wait and talk because I'm getting upset right now. Well, she brings her house in case you guys run out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's been literally like the most pro black dude we we can all ever, ever know, though. I mean, it's just, I mean, just to add on to like what you said, uh, Michael. He even um, won the Ellis Island Award reward in 1989 yep. for contributing to the uh, yep. conditions uh, of inner life. city of inner city both black and Puerto Rican youth all around the NYC right. area. So he's he's just been pretty pro black and pro minority well, from well, the get go though. But wait a minute, Sir, you know he's when he's not talking, only pro black. Go ahead, Steve. What's up? What's up? Okay. When he well, well, no, I was saying they call him a racist, but forget about that. We know he's not. They call him anti-Semitic. They call him an anti-Semite, but his daughter converted to Orthodox Judaism. That's and he's pro-Israel. He's pro-Israel. Exactly. But, but he's and supposed yet. to be this big anti-Semite. The fact is, if you are on the right and you are a Trump supporter, you are a racist, white supremacist, KKK member, yeah. Nazi. That's what I get called every day. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's fine. I support President Trump. But this is what the left does. They will call everybody that is on the right that supports Donald Trump a racist Nazi KKK member. I mean, how do you feel? Well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it because I'm going to be I'm going to be standing with you because every time I go out there and stand with you and I they say that they give me the bullhorn and I say every white boy that that stands in front of me and says that the Republicans are racist and you got a Democrat, a D on your name, that's as bad as a Jewish brother watching some Nazi calling some uh, another Jewish guy a racist when you're the one that perpetrates racism. While no Jewish brother would vote for the Nazi party and no black man should ever vote for the Democrat party because they are the demon crack. 
They are the Confederate rebels that had us in slavery. No, no Japanese would ever under any, I mean, no Chinese would ever under any condition vote for an imperialist Japanese. No Cuban would vote for a Castro regime Cuban, and no Roach would ever vote for a shoot. And I guarantee you, no black man should ever vote for the demon crack Confederate rebel bastards of hell. The white Republicans are my blood brothers. They fought the freedom. Oh, yeah. Cyrus fought, fought yeah. to free the children of Israel. And all of the Gentiles have always come to our aid all throughout biblical history. It has always been the Gentiles. Abraham, according to the Bible, was supposedly black. He went to Esco, uh, the king of the Gentiles, and the king of Mamre, who were Gentiles, to help him go get Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah. The king of Gabesh, a Gentile, helped Joshua and Moses go knock down the Canaanites. And then um, Hiram of Tyre helped David wipe out the Canaanites. And then Hiram of Tyre helped build a temple. Then Cyrus came and helped us get out of slavery under these Babylonians. Always Gentiles. All throughout history. And they, they were the ones that came and fought for us to get out of slavery in America. And we got the nerve to turn our back on our blood brothers. And if you read the story of Shem and Japheth, Shem is supposedly me and Flavius Josephus, it says Shem would kill you if you even said something negative about his little brother, the Gentile, Japheth. That's why Jesus said, I'm here for the Jew and the Gentile. That's why Paul said the whole body of Christ is the Jew and the Gentile. That's why God said in Isaiah 61 through 5 that we will be a light for the Gentiles. That's why Isaiah 60, 18 said that the Gentiles will come and say, let us help build this wall great and high, that it will be a border unto our holy land. What? God said build a wall? In Matthew 5, 40, it said be like God. Trump, build that wall, baby. Build that wall. 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 Hey, you guys. Everyone. What's up? Everyone. Yeah. I wanna I wanna take a slight interruption real quick. We have Will Johnson on the line. Will, are you with us? Yes, sir. I am. What's going on, Will? What's going on? It's what's going on? Hey, Will. Hey, Will. It's Jordan. Hey. What's up, Jordan? Hey, nice seeing you again, but... <laughs> the, uh, nice for uh, uh, Yeah, guys, yeah. Me, me and Will, we are, we are close allies here in the belly of the beast. We were in hell <laughs> this past Sunday. We were in hell this past Sunday. Protesting a cough, coffee shop. Hell on earth. Pro- yeah. Yeah, it was uh, this past Sunday was absolutely yeah. crazy. It was um, at that coffee shop. Actually, I just did a short twelve-minute video just talking about it because uh, their I guess it's their leader. This uh, I don't even know his name is Turk Turka Turk Turk is his name. Turk is his name. Yes, Turk ha 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 ha. So yeah, exactly. So he, you know, people keep sending me videos about all the hateful stuff that he's doing. He's this dude is literally trying to push a a, a civil war. He's trying to he's, he's one of the ones that's trying to start a civil war. He's he's trying to make it look like all demonize all white people as something wrong. He has this slave mentality, and you know he's he's a prime example of the guy I say that you know you got those shackles on your hands and your feet and they don't have no locks. 
and he can take them off, but he don't want to take them off because he like the way it feels. Yep. <laughs> so and people are crazy. Also, yeah. And people, this Useful is the same dude. Useful and dude, and guys, he is so freaking confrontational. It's not even funny. He's a bad dude because he's confronted me a number of times here in Berkeley saying that he's going to assault me and all my other crew who comes back to Berkeley. I'm just like, uh, this is my neck of the woods. I've been here freaking longer than you. Oh, Jordan, that's who the hell is you quite I think he is. Pardon Tell me? that Michael, the black man, is going, sure. going, going, to be coming, going to be coming up there to Berkeley to see his black behind. And uh, if you want to use threats like that, we'll come, we'll come talk to him and then see what he does. Cause I know he I mean, he, he, and, by, and by the way, yeah, and by the way, he will go out and freaking slander you online, and he will circulate lies about you because he had been circulating lies by saying that I was at Ben Shapiro's show harassing women. Really? Yeah, Jordan, you know what? Jordan, who's, who's, Jordan, 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 who says that to you? Uh, this Tur Off guy who is also um, running his armed combative series where he's pretty much training young people to pretty much be fighters to prepare for this civil war that he wants to wage against us. And he will well, make up will lies about his civil war. Yeah. And he well, will let me, lie let me, about you. Yeah. What's up? Let me say something real quick. So I know he's, uh, he was complaining about people going to Berkeley and, you know, saying, and he, and the other videos that he did saying that next they're going to be coming to Oakland, you know, these white supremacists are going to be coming to Oakland. So when we go there, this is the, to my understanding, this is the first time someone stand on the corner in Oakland like this waving an American flag. I don't know. There may have been right. other people. I'm unaware of it. But he, he and in some of his videos, he was saying, see, I told y'all that they were going to be coming here. And he said, now they're coming to Oakland. Now they're going to be coming, bringing their violence to Oakland. And right. it's not that we're bringing the violence. They are the violent ones. But you know what? I got right. some stuff in the making in the future, and I'm going to encourage everybody black, white, brown that love this country to join me because I'm about to do something that's going to really tick them off. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm engaging multiple people right now to bring as much security as possible because we're going to need it for what I'm about to do. Nice. Love nice. And do, yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, I wish I could join you down in L.A., but, gosh, it's just not in my budget. But when you sponsor something like that again, let me know. Let us all know, and I'll be there for that. We will all be there yeah. for that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, hey, you know well, what? The well, next when coming is up, it? Uh, the next, well, when is, huh? when is it? I might be able to be there. Okay, so the one well, right now I got Dearborn, Michigan coming up on April 21st. Once I get done with Devil yeah. Michigan, it's going to happen. But I'm actually going to create an event page from it right now. I'm actually talking to some people about locking down a location. I'm not going to say just where because people are going to be shocked where this is going to be at. And, and, and it's, going to, it's really going to trigger some people, and people are going to be extremely hateful. I'm going to talk to the police department, and I'm going to talk to security so we can have – it's just going to – this one – that I'm getting ready to do is probably going to be nationwide because people are going to look at it because they're going to come out and be as hateful as possible. So once I create it, everybody will know. Well, it's, 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 well, it's Rory. So I, I want to come to this. What is it? It's going to be, it's going to be probably in, uh, towards the end of May. So okay. people have okay. time to prepare for it. Cool. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to. All right. Um, what, um, 
what, what, what you were saying something, Will. No, go ahead. Uh, Gianni, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Gianni, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I've just been enjoying the conversation uh, with all the people on, man. It's a very uh, great conversation. I really love it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, excellent. Appreciate you. Excellent. Um, and uh, Michael the Black Man, Maurice, you still on? Yes, sir, I'm here. And that's what you prefer to be called, right? Michael the Black Man? Or just Michael, that's good. Okay. I, okay, I thought okay, I thought you went by Michael the Black Man on, on the radio, but I wasn't sure. Hello. I'm still here. Wait, wait, can I'm you here, bro. the call somebody's call dropped. I think it was Michael. Michael? Hello. Yeah, I don't hear him. He's, I'm Michael, uh, but I'm not that Michael. No, Mike Dolo, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here, brother. Steve's there, I know that. Suzette's there, I know that. Um, who else? Uh, jo- uh, Jordan is here, right? Uh, that's me. Okay, and then I have um, Will Johnson on the line. Um, oh, uh, yep. Michael's calling back right. Michael's calling back right now. Hold on. Yes, and Michael, you're back Michael. on the line, okay. man. You got disconnected. Yeah, I see. I'm I'm back now. Welcome back, back, bro. Yes, sir. Well, anyway, I'm getting ready to do an event in October where we got the OJs, the Temptations, uh, Rick Ross. Most people don't know. A lot of these people are already Republicans. I got um, some Latin stars, Tito Puente Jr., uh, a whole bunch of stars. They got about 100 stars. If you go to AmericanGala.com, right now it says July, but we switched it to October so we can maximize making sure we win the midterm election. So uh, it's going to be at Bayfront Park, the biggest park in downtown Miami, right on the base. And you can sit a million people on the street. And so a bunch of stars are going to be out there, and we're going to, they're going to all perform for free for the veterans. And uh, we did it two years ago, and it was a big hit. We had 37 stars show up and perform, and I had the tea party on stage with some black groups, even Occupy Wall Street, and they hugged and everything on stage. And, and the lady that was in, over Occupy Wall Street got on the stage and said, you know all this love that made me a black woman into a republic. Everybody started crying. So, because I know that all we got to do is is party with black people and white people. It does it. So that's what the Democrats do. Bill Clinton just played the sack and black people voted for him. They don't even know why the hell they voted for the boy. The boy wiped them out worse than anything, but he played the saxophone and that's it. It's the craziest thing. So, because black people are emotional, they're very smart, but they're very emotional. And they just want to know that you don't hate them. And you don't, and you don't, you love being in their presence, and they'll love being in your presence. So I'm going to do this event, and I've already invited President Trump himself, and that's all I really want to do. Everybody, you don't want a job with the president? No, I want to make sure he gets in his people, so we can get his policies in. So that is, and, and, and Daniel 725, 
and 925 says what destroyed the people is the, is the policy of the beast. So we have to undo the policy of the beast and put in the policies of God, and that's what Trump is yep. putting in. So you got to got move these other nuts. Yes, sir. Thank, yes, sir. Th- thank you, man. Um, I wanna, I wanna uh, give you. I wanna, uh, you know, we're running a little low on time, but I wanna, you know, say thank you uh, for calling in. Um, if you wanna announce thank anything? We'll... Yeah. Well, I, I just announced it. American A M E R. I mean, you know how to spell American. Gala G as in good, A as in apple, L as in love, A as in apple. <laughs> AmericanGala.com. Go to there. Okay. You'll see the big event we did next year in October. And God2.com. That's my website. That's what you see with, uh, what I have on my show at every event. Perfect. And we, we will do that, Trump. and we'll have you back on the show soon. Yes, For sir. sure. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate God it. Thanks. I Take enjoy care. all of you. Make sure you I love you. Much love. Bless, love. Bless you too, your brother. soul, Michael. Yes, bless sir. your soul, brother. Goodbye. Good night. Good night, Good night, bro. Hey, real real quick, I have to say something. I want to say something yeah, so all the listeners hear this. This is very important. He's gone already. Every, no, I'm it's here. not to him. It's, it's not to him. Okay. It's to everybody who's listening. I want to say this to everybody who's <laughs> listening. If you voted for Donald Trump, this always happens. When people vote for the guy they want as president, they get lazy during the midterms. Because they say, oh, well, my guy won for president, so, you know, we're good. Make no mistake, if you don't go out and vote in the midterms for, pop, for, for conservative nationalists that support Donald Trump, the Democrats will 100% take over the House and the Senate, and they will push for impeachment. No ifs, ands, buts about it. So everybody, if you voted for Donald Trump, you can't get lazy. I'm not calling people lazy. I'm just saying people get comfortable and they say, oh, well, Trump's president, so, you know, you know, everything's good. No, we need to put people around him that are MAGA patriots that support his agenda. So these midterms that are coming up are so crucial, and I can't say it enough. You have to go out and vote and don't get too comfortable because, make no mistake, it is war with the left. And if they win in this, you know, 2018 midterms, they will push for impeachment. That's what I wanted to say. Um, yeah. That's why I yes, keep screaming vote for yeah. 2018. Well, hey, I mean, to also add on to that, our listeners, like, hey, Trump is our president. That's true. But he can't do everything. So it's also up to us as the American people to help advance his agenda so that he doesn't have these articles of impeachment, you know, made. Exactly. And so that the left doesn't regain their power over the House. And so that our country and our constitutional republic doesn't get undermined or subverted. It's not Absolutely. all up to Trump. We have to put people in there that have his back. And virtually everybody in the, in the Republican Congress right now, almost all of them don't truly have his back. And that's what we need no. to do. And I no. can't stress it they enough. Don't. People cannot get lazy. Get out and vote. Yeah. If you voted for Donald Trump... Vote for the conservative nationalists that openly support Donald Trump, and they don't care yes. about admitting it. Yes, the counterculture uh, world that say, we're in, people. Yes, ab- right. you're, you're all absolutely you're all absolutely right, guys. We still have a lot to get to, so we're gonna I'm gonna start bringing up. I mean, a lot of 
big topics uh, that have gone. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Uh, Renee, are you on the line? I am. Hi, how are you? Howdy. Oh, I'm good. Just getting uh, laundry done while we're talking. Any thoughts to what's going on? No, you guys have covered it all. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, don't, right, don't be shy ready. to uh, chime in. Yeah, absolutely, Renee. Uh, uh, Steve, you back on, buddy, right? Yes, sir. Okay, Steve, we've got a lot of different uh, topics to uh, to address. Um, so what needs what we need to what I want to talk about right now um, is so president trump uh, is really uh you know I agree with the whole death penalty thing uh for hardcore drug dealers, and President Trump obviously is continuing uh to have that um you know ideology and he thinks it's the best thing if if you really think about it. A drug dealer is capable of killing hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, somebody murders someone, and then they get the, the one person, and then they get death penalty. But these drug dealers are killing all these people. I want to play a clip uh, from President Trump. Uh, this was yesterday uh, during the opioid um, um, speech he was giving. One uh, twelve. Go right ahead and play it. Because we can have all the blue ribbon committees we want, but if we don't get tough on the drug dealers, we're wasting our time. Just remember that. We're wasting our time. And that toughness includes the death penalty. Oh, yeah. Woo! Amen. You know, it's an amazing thing. Some of these drug dealers will kill thousands of people during their lifetime. Thousands of people. That's right. And destroy many more lives than that. But they will kill thousands of people during their lifetime. And they'll get caught and they'll get 30 days in jail. Or they'll go away for a year. Or they'll be fined. And yet if you kill one person, you get the death penalty or you go to jail for life. So if we're not going to get tough on the drug dealers who kill thousands of people and destroy so many people's lives, we are just doing the wrong thing. We have got to get tough. This isn't about nice anymore. This isn't about committees. This isn't about let's get everybody and have dinners and let's have everybody go to a (laughs) blue ribbon committee and everybody gets a medal. But frankly, talking and doing nothing. This is about winning a very, very tough problem. And if we don't get very tough on these dealers, it's not going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. And I want to win this battle. I don't want to leave at the end of seven years and have this problem. Okay? I don't seven want that. Years. Right? Amen. Okay. I have you. personal experience on this. So there you have it, guys. You know, I think it's, you know, I think it's, a, I think it's a great yeah, idea. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Well, let me say, you know, let I me mean, say something. I'm a recovering heroin addict, so I didn't mean to cut you off, man. Let me just say real quick. I'm a recovering heroin addict, okay? Five years I'm clean, all right? Five years. 
Now, it's nice. a big, big Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, Mike. Nice. Thank you, guys. Woo. Thank you, man. It's 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 a different subject to talk about the pharmacies that are pushing all the opiates and, and everything. I understand that. But for me, I did heroin. I mean, obviously, I started out with pills and all that. Thank you. But let me tell you something. These dealers, I'm not even talking about the big, big dealers. I'm not talking about the street, the street ones, but the, the ones in the middle, they are the ones that are cutting this shit with rat poison and terrible chemicals that are literally fentanyl. killing fentanyl. Yeah, fentanyl. Fentanyl. You get one little, one little milligram of fentanyl, it'll kill you. And I've, and I've been clean, like I said, for five years. And I applaud President Donald Trump for his steadfast efforts in combating this epidemic. Because let me tell you, I have lost, when I was doing it, I have lost seven friends. They, they have died. I ended up in the hospital. I, I destroyed my mother. I mean, now we're best friends. It's all good. But what heroin is the real killer because they're cutting it with rat poison and fentanyl. And I'm and the Democrats always talk about drug dealers yep. like, oh, well, these are people that come from the inner cities and they have bad lives. Bullshit. I'm sick of this. These people are evil thugs. They are bad people and they don't give a rat's ass if they kill you. They just want to make an extra buck. So I just want to say from personal experience, if you really want to cut down on the heroin overdoses and opiate overdoses, Donald Trump is right. You've got to get tough and the death penalty for drug dealers is absolutely important. It has to be done. So that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, well said. Well said. Absolutely. Um, 100%. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really a terrible epidemic. And, you know, the way these drugs are pouring in uh, to our country, and we know, uh, like a majority of them are coming from Mexico. I mean, that's already been established. Especially a lot of the really dangerous ones that we do not want anything to do with. And even Trump said the other day, he said even uh, in a press conference, he told the Mexican uh, president, "Keep your keep your shit in Mexico. We do not want it." Um, you know, yeah, he uh, said so it, he, he did say that. And, um, it, it's just sick. It's sick. We need to have a clean country. We need to have everything, uh, you know, all completely uh, sanitary and just not all these drugs and all of this this chaos and all these innocent lives that are getting taken. And it's too bad that no past president took action uh, to this sort of extent that President Trump is taking. I mean, President Trump is really taking the uh, – uh, taking out taking out the opioid epidemic to a new level. I mean, he's really uh, gonna uh, yeah, do you great know, work for this. When you were talking on Sunday about President Trump not taking a salary, well, he donated his first quarter salary because he's not going to keep his salary, but it, they do it in quarters. And Sarah Sanders had announced um, at that time, a couple months back, um, that that first quarter salary was going to um, to the opiate charity. Um, thingy or whatever yep. that's uh, yep. working on. Yeah. Yep. To, to I help combat that. Re- How many presidents yep. do you know ever do something like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I also just want to say, um, you know, as a recovering, like the heroin that I was doing, obviously I ended up yeah. in the hospital and it was killing me. Uh, but what people don't realize is it, 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 it destroys families, man. 
Like just oh, real quick, like my Absolutely. mom, my mom was probably more screwed up than me. All the lying and manipulating and stealing I did. My mom actually had to go to meetings for for Jesus. parents that deal with drug addicts that are their kids. So like, it's literally destroying not only the user but whole families and communities. That's why heroin is so evil. It's just and the it people is. selling it need to be destroyed. They do. They do. Absolutely. Amen. Uh, Renee, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I was going to say, I mean, it's a big money-making, you know, scheme of the government. I mean, we know oh, that. Oh, pharmaceuticals. Sure. And we know that, um, you know, we had FBI agents at the top level that were taking hookers from the MS-13 gang. <laughs> so, Trump's got a huge battle, and I don't know who's on his side in the government. I know. It's scary. Great point. Because you don't – you really don't. I mean, Renee, you brought up a good point, especially with the government. I mean, there's so many shady motherfuckers and and just secretive uh, evil people that, you know, will backstab you just when you thought they were, Mm -hmm. you know, loyal and your close friend. Hello? Will, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. What were you, Will, Will, do you have any thoughts on this? You know, with the, with the whole drug epidemic, I completely agree. And he's taking something that's something that no president has ever done. um, No one in history. And it, it, it needs to be something dramatic like this. And people yeah. are going to still sell the drugs because they're going to push the envelope. But yeah. if they get caught, someone's going to be made an example of. My only yeah. biggest thing is that as soon as they catch somebody, and I'm pretty sure they're going to catch someone who's black, and they're going to say, see, he's racist. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. That's yeah. how they're going to put it. Because right. the majority of the black community, Hispanic community, they are the ones selling drugs. I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, I can't well, make it up. That's, that's just the nature the of it. Is, but they're selling the drugs. It's regard, you know what? And it, it, where they're selling drugs doesn't really matter. It's the point that they're doing it, and they well, shouldn't Will, be doing it. Will, you're right. The majority of drug dealers are uh, black, but here's the other side. The majority of drug users and drug addicts are white. You know what I mean? That is true, too. That is true. That is true. So... You know, but but what I'm saying when they cast the drug dealers, I mean, I'm I'm just telling you how the liberal media is going to spin it. No, no, dude, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're going yeah, to mean, pull the, know, the race drug, card out. Yeah. They're, they're going to call him a racist because it'll be a black yeah. guy that was arrested, and it'll yep. be this big yeah. exactly. And, and yes. that's what they'll do every time. But exactly. But you know what? Drugs don't care what color you are. They don't. Death doesn't tell, right. care what color you are. It's gonna kill you exactly. regardless. But you know what? I'm I'm really like I like the fact, and I actually I talked to someone who's a hardcore uh, de- Democrat, and they said, you know what? If they label Trump as a racist for putting these drug dealers on death row because they're killing people like this, she said, so be it. She said, let him be. But he's doing the right thing when it comes to that. She said, I don't yeah, really not like him, be- but that's the right thing to do. Hey, if he's <laughs> gonna be called a racist, who cares? He's gonna save millions of lives over time 
That's, and that's, what Democrats, that's what some Democrats have been telling me. They said, I don't care exactly. if you call the racist at that point because he's saving lives. Exactly. And, if, and, and, you, and by the way, no other president would have the balls to do this because every other politician, Republican and Democrat, is politically correct. Donald Trump, his political incorrectness is just a godsend, and it's a blessing. For him to say openly, for him to not even care, to say as President of the United States, we got to get tougher on drug dealers and give them the death penalty. Do you know how big of balls Donald Trump has to say that? That is Giant so beautiful, grass man. balls, man. No, Giant <laughs> grass fucking balls. No one else would say that. No one else would say that. No one. The guy, exactly. the guy the is in The guy is invincible. The guy is made of steel. The guy is a fucking machine. Yeah. Exactly. And he and he always talks about winning. Notice when he was talking about the opioid epidemic, he says, "Look, if we don't get tough, we're not going to win. All he wants to do is win and do the right thing. Yep. And all these meetings and all these committees, all these, all these rehabs, yeah, rehab's great for some people. But guess what? You've got to cut out the problem. You've got to get the drugs right. out and the people who are selling them. Trump's yep. idea to take out and give the death penalty to drug dealers, it will, it will literally be the most effective way to combat the opioid epidemic. There's no debate about this. Right. And, you know, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, Mike, Mike, thanks. I want to, we we're, we're on a time frame, so I want to move on to something else, uh, something sure. big that's going on. Um, as you guys know, uh, there was a huge, there, well, no, it was actually it was a very small shooting, a very small shooting. Nobody got injured. Uh, well, actually, there was a few, like, few injuries, no deaths. But this was in uh, Maryland, uh, high school in Maryland today, and a good guy with a gun stopped the shooter within seconds. I mean, that totally – yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine that. You know, well, mainstream, well, I didn't hear anything about it. Well, this goes not. against okay, everything so. that – this goes against everything that the left believes in. I thought good guys yep. with guns don't solve any don't don't and, save any lives now, all the time. And check this out: the shooter was a 17-year-old kid that had a Glock, a, a, a handgun, and the legal age to buy a handgun in Maryland is 21. So he was a 17-year-old <laughs> kid. The point wow. is, criminals will criminals will always break the law and get guns. That's what criminals do, man. And the kid was 17, and he's still – that's my point. I mean, these Democrats don't understand. Well, Rory, Rory, here's another thing. Why isn't – look, I know 17 people didn't die in this shooting like the last one, but wait a minute. I thought, I thought the media and the left care about gun violence. But wait a minute. He only used a Glock. It wasn't an AR-15, so mm-hmm. I guess they don't really give a shit, right? Right. Like, it's ridiculous. Selective outrage, man. No, yeah, they are. It, it, it's absolutely atrocious. And we have people going around with assault knives. I mean, uh, knives and bats beating each other up. Are we going to label those as assault knives, assault bats? I mean, what the fuck? Come on. Well, actually, knives in America 
kill more people every year than AR-15s do. But they don't care about that. The left doesn't care. Nope. They don't care. What'd you what say, you Renee? Say, Renee? I, I thought it was... Uh-oh. I thought oh, it I was actually a heard spoon. it was hammers. <laughs> I thought it was a spoon because they can't keep eating it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a chunk okay, That's nope. what it is. Now... Now you guys, another thing that ha- another thing that happened today, Renee, you were saying something. What were you about to say? Oh no, I was just saying that they did a they did a statistic. It was hammers. People die by hammers more than any other weapon. Oh, oh yeah, you can use anything. I mean, they might as well label it assault assault butter knives. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Right. Um, I've used an assault hairbrush before. Oh, there you go. Yeah, assault <laughs> assault hairbrush. There you go. Um. Uh, but, uh, okay, I want to move on real quick. Uh, multiple reports today, there were not only one package, but two packages uh, delivered to FedEx that uh, blew up at a facility near San Antonio, and they're still investigating it. Uh, President Trump had this to say about it this morning, as well as his congratulations to Vladimir Putin on winning the election, which drove the liberals <laughs> absolutely crazy. Any comments on the bombings in Austin, Mr. President? It's terrible. The bombings in Austin are terrible. Uh, local, state, and federal are working hand-in-hand hand to get to the bottom of it. Uh, this is obviously a very, very sick individual or maybe individuals. These are sick people, and we will get to the bottom of it. We will be very strong. We have all sorts of federal agencies over there right now. We're searching. Uh, what's going on in Austin, a great place, a tremendous place, is absolutely uh, disgraceful. So we have uh, a lot of power over there. We're looking. It's not easy to find. But these are sick people, and we have to find them as soon as possible. We have to find them really immediately. I will say working with Texas, working with the local governments uh, has been great. But we have to produce, we have to find this very sick person or people. Thank you all very much. Is it a hate crime or an act of domestic terror, Mr. President? I had a uh, call with President Putin and congratulated him on the victory, his electoral victory. The uh, call had to do also with the fact that we will uh, probably get together in the not-too-distant future so that we can discuss uh, arms, we can discuss the arms race, as you know, he made a statement that being in an arms race is not a great thing. That was right after the election, one of the first statements he made. And we are spending $700 billion this year in our military, and a lot of it is that we are going to remain stronger than any other nation in the world by far. We had a very good call, and I suspect that we'll probably be meeting in the not-too-distant future to discuss uh, the arms race, which is getting out of control, but we will never allow anybody to have anything even close to what we have. And also to discuss Ukraine and Syria and North Korea and various other things. So I think probably we'll be uh, seeing President Putin in the not-too-distant future. (laughs) Well, we're going to see what happens. The Iran deal is coming up. Uh, It's uh, probably another month or so, and you're going to see what I do. But Iran has not been (laughs) treating that part of the world or the world itself appropriately. A lot of bad things are happening in Iran. Uh, The deal is coming up in one month. 
and you will see what happens. Okay? Your Royal Highness, should the President pull out of the Iran deal? Well, uh, we'll talk about that today. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. There um, you have I'm it. Who's sorry, who's laughing? But I have to say this real quick. So CNN was going batshit crazy today because apparently the Washington Post, the communist out, the Washington Post, said that Donald yeah. Trump's national security advisors warned him not to congratulate Vladimir Putin on his um, reelection, and Donald Trump called him anyway. So my my problem with that is in 2012, Barack Obama called Vladimir Putin and congratulated him on his reelection victory. Where was right. the outrage? And right. then the liberals exactly. say, and then the and then I the liberals say, oh well, well they didn't hack our election in 2012. Um, yes, I'm sorry. Did. Are you saying Russia was our ally in 2012? <laughs> and there was terrible relations with Russia. Liberals are the biggest hypocrites and bullshit artists in the world. Mm-hmm. They absolutely are. They absolutely okay. are. One hundred percent. They're con. They're con. I mean, they're such cons. Um, I mean, Obama literally did the same thing, and they had. There's no outrage. They don't even bring it up. They don't. They really don't. And it, it's it's disturbing that they don't. Um, and, and now and now there's new reports out today that Barack Hussein Osama used his <laughs> executive used his executive powers to benefit close friends. Through a private investment firm, and uh, we are talking millions of dollars. This was an uh, article from the Washington Examiner, which is a very uh, reliable news outlet. And uh, yeah, so this is very that's very dirty. I'm not surprised though at all. Wait, no. are you talking about the the uh, private equity firm that John Kerry's uh, stepson? And Joe Biden's son created. Well, we got to talk about that too. Let's talk about that. The Joe Joe Biden and J- John Kerry uh, China money scandal. You know all about that, don't you, Mike? Oh yeah, man. All right, I mean, tell, look, tell us a little bit. Tell, tell us a little bit about so, it. Sure. So John Kerry's stepson and Joe Biden's son, obviously, they're pretty uh, elitist and privileged. But what they were doing was they were in, they started a private equity firm where they were basically lobbying to foreign governments behind the scenes, making millions of dollars, while the American government was negotiating deals with those same countries. So behind the scenes, while while our government is trying to you know negotiate deals or whatever, John Joe Biden's son and John Kerry's stepson have a private equity firm that are lobbying those foreign governments and going against the United States. I mean, that's pretty friggin' close to treason, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. No doubt about it. But where's the media? Where's the media? Will, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I had you on mute. I had some noise in the background. Okay. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, you know the media is not anywhere on it. They don't want to talk about it. You know, all they want to talk about is a uh, a polygram test that was taken in 2011 that has nothing to do with nothing. 
with him being president. Talking about the whore, Stormy Daniels, Stormy Daniels, it takes some on her face, right? Right. I mean, so why? Who cares? The man is. You know what? This is what gets me. These progressive leftists, they treat he Donald Trump as if he's a god, and that he can't do no wrong. They, exactly. they literally treat him as if he's a god, and he can do no wrong. <clears throat> right. Right. Well, did oh, you see another porn star? Now this is Plan Plan C. Now Plan A: Russia collusion's not working. Plan B: With the sexual assault allegations against Trump isn't working. So now they have Plan C with Stormy Daniels, this porn star, this lying, uh, you know, porn star. I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, <laughs> but now they have another porn star out. I forget her name, but now she's saying she signed an agreement with Trump. This is Karen all, McDougal. Yeah. Yes, the left is behind yeah. all of this, and no one's falling mm-hmm. for it. No one's falling for it. It's yeah. It's like and it's no one like, cares. No even, one cares. Yeah, they don't care. You know, because they like you know, it's like they're the biggest hypocrites. I mean, Bill Clinton was the biggest sexist and the biggest abuser of women ever right? in history. And they, they look at him like he's a fucking god. He's pathetic. Well, last, yeah, time, I know. Checked, Bill, last time I Go checked, ahead. Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton was, uh, was on um, Jeffrey Epstein's airplane like 20 times, mm-hmm. who's a convicted pedophile. Yep. But they're mad that yep. Donald Trump may have slept with a porn star. I don't think he did. But who cares? This is not sexual assault. This isn't rape. This isn't abuse. Right. This is nothing. This is nothing. Right. right. Renee, what were you saying? Well, I mean, this is kind of funny, but I was thinking about this. We have a president who eats greasy chicken from Kentucky Fried Chicken with a knife and fork and a napkin because he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. He's going to be with a porn star? You can't even touch chicken Excellent with your bare hands? Excellent point. Like, come well, on. I mean, I, did, I never thought of it that way. Nice, good point. Good point. That's a good point. That's an excellent a really point. point. I think we need a meme for that one. <laughs> I'll make it. Oh, we absolutely Okay, all right. We absolutely do. Uh, maybe we can get our Russian bot to make one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. Twitter has classified me as a official Russian bot pushing alt-right propaganda, so I'll I'll take care of that one, man. What nice. is your Twitter handle, by the way? Oh, my Twitter handle is uh, at Mike, M-I-K-E, underscore Zolo, Z-O-L-L-O. Oh, okay. Yep, she's got it. Follow me. I'll follow uh, you back. Yo, so so um, we got about five minutes left. Um, what I really want to talk about, we have a couple more things that I really want to get to. Something that's really been bothering me um, is Barack Hussein Osama's campaign in um, in two thousand twelve. Um, they were Facebook allowed them to harvest masses of data, um, and that's extremely against the law, going against people's privacy. Did you any of you hear about this? No, they don't want to talk about Obama's. Uh, they just want to talk about what uh, anything dealing with Trump. Well, anyways, Obama had all this access to Facebook and data, 
And, you know, now it's all coming out, and basically Zuckerberg is nowhere. He's been, like, in, like, hiding. He hasn't, like, no, like, there's, there was an article out today, like, where is Zuckerberg? Because all of this controversy is coming out about Facebook and, and, them, and them colluding with uh, some illegal activity, uh, like Obama's campaign having some of the data uh, of other people that they weren't supposed to, like voters and private information. So um, I'm curious to see where this goes. I mean, this this is a massive story, man. I mean, this is basically yeah. the re-election of Barack Obama was basically colluding with the CEO of Facebook taking private data from citizens. And by the way, they were pushing, they were, um, you know, the algorithms, they were, they were censoring conservative news. It really started in 2012. Now they're censoring all conservative news, like, even more. But this really started in 2012 under Obama when he started basically, basically Obama and Zuckerberg were colluding to win the election. Yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And this is something that's, you know, there's going to be more stuff that comes out about it. So I'll keep uh, talking about this as more stuff comes out in the, in the coming days. It's a massive uh, story. Man. It really is. And now, uh, okay, so here's something very interesting. A Democratic lawmaker blames the bad weather on Jews controlling the climate. Did anybody hear about this one? No, actually, that one I did not. Oh, yeah, Democrat lawmaker blames the bad weather on Jews controlling the climate. Can you imagine if a Republican said that? Oh, my God, they'd be executed. Yeah. You know, wow. I mean, that this, yeah, this was a story that came out today, and I couldn't fucking believe it. And this guy isn't even resigning. Nobody's even, uh, you know, interrogating. No one's even or, talking about like, it. No, it's fucking sick. You need to put it into perspective of what's really going on with this agenda. So we talked, we heard earlier with uh, uh, Michael, the black man with the uh, Hey, we got we got one minute left. Just to let you know, Steve, we got one minute left. Okay, there's not going to be enough time for me to explain what what I wanted to explain. It's a propaganda campaign. Uh, it used to be called the you know double standard, and it still is. But it's more than the double standard. It's an, an intentional agenda going on. And it's propaganda. Uh, you know the name calling, the xenophobia, the racist. This uh, Joseph Goebbels, the propaganda minister of the Nazi regime said it perfectly, he said accuse the other side of that which you are guilty. And that's what's happening right now with this uh, progressive Marxist agenda. Excellent. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. I uh, have 50 seconds left. Anybody want to say anything, go ahead. Uh, but i got to end the show. Okay. UnitedAmericaFirst.com, Dearborn, Michigan, 21. At Mike underscore Zolo. Okay. Okay. Right, go ahead. Bikers for Trump. Bikers for Trump, baby. Will, anything? I'll just say I uh, hope to see everyone in Dearborn, Michigan, April 21st. Okay, and Will, we'll have you on the show again in a couple days. All right, sounds good. Good night, all right, family. Guys, thanks for care. Love you all. Take care. Bye. Love you, Roy. All right, bye.
Later, Steve. Bye, mate. See ya. Thank you, everyone, for watching the show. I'm Rory Sauter. Goodbye. Cheers.